All right, and it looks like we are live, gentlemen. What's going on, everyone? How are you all doing? Oh, sorry, I got a little bit of feedback there on my end. I'm just fixing that. Yeah, but how is everybody all doing? Uh, welcome tonight to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. Uh, this is show number 284. Your place on Sunday nights for some fun Xbox talk and more every Sunday night. You know the drill, guys. I'm Invader, and as you can all imagine, tonight's talk is going to be dominated by the Chess World Cup. Guys, did anybody see who won it? Ah. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Obviously, uh, you know, Starfield will be the talk tonight, but there was a Chess World Cup. Some people do like it. <laughs> um, you know, we'll give you our personal thoughts on the game and, you know, some of the reviews, too, because there was some... Uh, interesting review scores out there to say the least we will cover that also we plan to discuss playstation increasing the prices on playstation plus subscriptions can gamers stomach these hikes uh well we'll go across the uh panel and get some opinions on that anyways i am really pumped for tonight's show as i'm sure the panel all is as well and joining the crew tonight is a familiar face. He's been on a few times, Mister O Theory himself, Michael Pong. Mike, how you been? Hey guys, uh, I'm okay. I've been there, here and there, but everything is solid, and uh, glad to be here. All right, all right. Well, happy uh, you know to have you here. I know you've been playing. Uh, starfield the past few days and uh i can't wait to get your thoughts on it uh moving on to the txr crew starting off with eric shockley buddy how you been oh good um just haven't unfortunately didn't get in the uh, starfield in like i was planning and you don't have like the you know reward points for the uh deluxe edition um big fantasy football weekend so i had a lot of those drafts going on so couldn't fit them all in so uh, but i'll definitely be uh i'll just be waiting for the uh, game pass to drop and i'll definitely be on it all this week so definitely uh excited for that and excited to get into these uh topics yeah man totally totally next up we have the dungeon master himself crusader what's up buddy Stop. So I wasn't originally going to be on tonight, so the chat knows. Uh, my basement was being used for Dungeons & Dragons. It was the end of a four-year campaign that my roommate and a bunch of my college friends were in. So we were using my basement for their final session so they could do it in person. They were all in costume and everything. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, but that ended early because they turbo-smashed the final boss with one attack, and it was hilarious. Um, it was like... Uh, um, just, just like... Uh, one of those combos in like Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom, where you have like all the all the heroes attacking all at once. Uh, hilarious. Um, but uh, I'm good. I've been playing. A, I've been playing a lot of Starfield. <laughs> I think I have 23 hours in right now. Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I I think I might have a couple. I mean, I haven't had as much uh, time to dedicate to it, but uh, I took damn. Friday. I took Friday off. <laughs> I know a lot of people who, I, I know a lot of people who quote unquote took Friday off. So oh, oh, I took it off. I took it off ahead of time because I wanted a four day weekend after the crunch time that was my my work for the last couple of weeks because it was getting yeah. schools ready for school, uh, IT wise. And um, 
but then I have tomorrow off too. So it, it, it doesn't stop after the show. I'm going straight back to it. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty far into the story and I want to finish the story and find out what's up with this whole new game plus nonsense. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, very curious myself. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. And Centurion, the mad, the madman himself from the desert. How you been? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh, playing Starfield when I when I can. Uh, try to take the day off, but with what are my responsibilities there, a bunch of people freaking ended up calling out, so there was no way for me to take the day off. So I've just kind of been playing what I can when I can. Other than that, just doing my thing. All right, all right. I hear you. Well, I'm glad you were you were able to put some time into it, and it uh, looks like we'll be having an interesting chat about said game. Um, again, I wish I was able to put more time into it, put in a couple hours, and uh, yeah, I, I certainly have my opinions on it as well. Hey there to everybody in the chat. Uh, happy to see you all here. Familiar faces already. Uh, guys, if you've been playing Starfield, hey, let us know your thoughts on it. Would love to uh, get some takes in the chat. Uh, also, reminder, everyone here, hey, share out the link to the show and give us a like as it does help us out with that pesky YouTube algorithm. You know, we want to be front and center and, uh, hey, we got a pretty awesome uh, crew tonight. So, uh, hey, the more eyes on here, the merrier. So, hey, get us some views over here. Okay. Um. Yeah, guys, I mean, let's uh, go on to the main attraction, shall we, gentlemen? Uh, Starfield is finally out into the wild. Well, I mean, if you have the early access anyway, well, thousands of players have gotten their hands on it and it seems to be lighting up streaming and social media. Um, really it's, it's become like a sensation for the past few days. I, I can't wait for like everybody to be able to play it. And yeah, people are just kind of living out their space adventure so to speak. And again, I know a few of you guys on the panel said that you've been playing it. So, you know, let's go straight into things with our thoughts on it. Um, Michael, I know that we were kind of discussing it a bit before the show, but like, how are you enjoying the game so far? Yeah, before, before going in, I was extremely hyped. There's no way I can describe how hyped I was after the live action trailer and I jumped straight in, and man, it was beautiful. I'm playing on PC, and I'm taking the full experience in. It's beautiful, but this game doesn't really care. It just sends you straight into the deep end, especially, I don't know if people want spoilers, but I'll try and stay away from spoilers as much as possible, but it doesn't really hold your hand. It just shows you what you need to know, and hey, just go especially when it comes to the space combat it comes it kind of overwhelms you a little bit in the beginning with a lot of information on how to do certain things and then it just takes you right in and i, I enjoyed it i really enjoyed the experience of space combat the people that we meet the structure of the story every single character is interesting you know in certain games you kind of see or you meet people who are not really interested. You really just want to skip whenever they come on screen. But everybody is interested, especially 
the very first character you meet. She's female and she has a really creepy dialogue and her companion. I mean, everything is beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. Holding back, talking about spoilers is really hard. But it's a fantastic experience. And I think Bethesda has done it. They've killed it. So far, so good. That's all I can say. I don't know what's ahead of me. If there are any massive bugs or anything, I don't know. But right now, everything has been perfect. I haven't met any bugs that kind of takes me out. To be honest, none at all. So I'm enjoying the ride right now, and it keeps getting better and better. Yes, the game is not perfect. There are certain things that could have been refined, but it's just something. It's more of a nitpick. I really don't care, but it could have been a little bit more refined. But apart from that, everything looks great, and the 7 out of 10 review was absolutely bonkers. They, that was crazy, but hey. My experience hasn't perfect so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm from the camp that no game, no matter no matter how refined it could be or maybe, is is perfect. No game is perfect in my opinion. Uh that being said, there are amazing spellbound like experiences that just take my breath away that I just enjoy for what they are. Um I'm still, I'm probably the one in the group here that has put the least amount of time into Starfield. I only have a couple of hours into it. I mean, I can just say that I'm really enjoying myself. I I do have a couple in the picks, like uh, the menu personally. I think they're, I, don't know, I think the menu could have been a, done a little better. Uh, that being said, um, like me personally, I'm amazed by like the face animations and just when the the NPCs are talking, I'm just like, oh wow, they actually just a lot of them look like just regular people having conversations with you. Yeah, yeah, especially the first character, I Lynn. I I just have to say her name. I really like yeah. her. She's very strict and direct. I really like her and her companion, uh, Hella. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the whole experience with the characters is really interesting. They actually took their time, and these kind of characters are fleshed out. They feel more human, and I really like that. It, it just makes the oh, uh, did you cut out, Mike? Uh oh, hey, can you oh. hear me? Oh, yeah, there you are. Yeah, I okay. just kind of went uh, quiet for a okay. second. <laughs> okay, okay. So basically, the Bethesda took their time with the characters and made them more believable and more fleshed out, and it actually adds to the experience of being in the world of Starfield. That is something that really stands out when you play this game. All right, all right. So what kind of a character did you make then, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I... <laughs> To be honest, I have to confess, I was in a hurry to play this game, so <laughs> I, I knew there's this trap in RPGs where you could stay hours in the character creation, so I didn't want to fall in that trap and just play the game, so I chose basically a soldier, and I just chose to be uh, a United Colonies uh, native, and that was it. Even my character looks really generic, I just changed the skin tone, and that was it. So, soldier, skin tone, 
United Colonies and I was in. I was just writing and man, <laughs> it's good. I I could have added more, but I didn't want to overwhelm myself because I already before going in, I expected the game to be so massive that I didn't want so much baggage on me where things will start affecting me negatively. So I just wanted the basic when it comes to the character and as time goes on, I'll build on it and make my character more complex and join factions. And I wanted to let that happen naturally during the game. So I chose a very basic template. And I think it was the right choice because certain things that I've encountered it would have actually affected me if I had wasted more time and chose certain traits that were not favorable to me. So yeah, I think I made the right choice to my character creation. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really, I don't go too hardcore into these things. Like you, I kind of like to get into the action. I don't like to get slowed down by the character creator. I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, but I do have my, I do have the game running in the background right now. And I, I chose the, like, uh, the space scoundrel, kind of. Um, I wanted to basically, my idea was to be like a, uh like a haunt like a han solo kind of pirate kind of gunslinger kind of a guy um mm -hmm. the traits that i chose were uh, alien dna uh taskmaster and the hero worship i mean to be honest i didn't really like a lot no of the traits way. that they had there did you go with hero worship <laughs> i did i did oh, well if, at least ride. well what do you want me to say? I mean, all the other ones are like, well, you get this, but then you get capped by this, this, and that. So I'm mm. like, okay, he's a bit annoying. Like, don't get me wrong, but he'll give you some uh, some gifts along so the way. You don't have to take anything in those. You can leave those completely blank if you want. They're optional. Yeah. I left oh, them really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I left them blank. Two of them. I just threw the first one and let the rest blank. They're they're meant to more define your playthrough, um, but they are completely optional if you do not want them. Oh, okay, all right. So if I want to take one out, at any I time, don't know that you I? can after you've created your character. There's a way. There's a way to remove hero worship, and uh, I, yeah, I, I know I there's you know. a way. To <laughs> yeah, you know how to remove that. Uh, it's a very permanent way, <laughs> from mm, what I yeah. think. <laughs> very permanent um okay yeah but i don't know either way i'm just uh i don't know like with the space whole space scoundrel thing i wanted to like you know be good with the, like at least one set of weapons so pistol and i think it has like good uh uh space flying capabilities as well um mm. so which again space combat is gonna be a pretty decent portion of the game so i'm like okay I'll go for it. Which, by the way, so far, I mean, I've only had like one or two interactions, but I am enjoying that. Um, I can't yeah. wait to actually play around with like uh, make you know editing and creating the sh you know my own ship. So I, I that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the space combat, it was really overwhelming. But as when I got into it, the power location system, I started playing with it, and it felt really good. It really feels like you're actually a pilot of a spacecraft and you're really managing your resources. You even repair your ship sometimes during combat. It feels really good. 
one thing that i kind of noticed was that the enemies are tough like seriously this, this game doesn't play the enemies will mess you up in a couple of shots and you are dead i don't know whether it's something that i chose in my trait but my character is very weak so i have to manage and actually you have to be very skillful and actually don't go in guns blazing because you would definitely die that's one thing i noticed that the enemies are really strong i don't know if it's that's default or it's something that i chose but the enemies can kill you really quickly your armor is there's literally no armor i think unless i missed something massive so that's one thing that kind of stood out to me like whoa these guys will kill you you have to be very careful and uh that's the only thing and these are very rare there's also the health packs are very rare you could go through a whole battle and you find just one health pack in one place and that's it these are tiny things that i kind of noticed that stood out to me i mean bethesda come on man don't be stingy with the health packs just, so it's kind of like a there are perks yeah. there there's per there's a perk that gets past that and ammo okay yeah there's I, one there's one the perk the first tier of the perk is you get more money in chests the second tier is you get more ammo in chests and the third tier is you get more health items oh, okay. Okay. and all you have to do to tier it up well you have to you have to keep investing extra perk points for the newer tiers but the only thing you have to do to actually because you know how every perk has a challenge you have to do hmm. so that you can do the only thing you have to do for that is literally open containers Whoa. so open chests okay okay but i I keep messing up and i already i need a digital uh i forgot the name of the thing but the gimmick uh the device we used to open the chest and the boxes is really i keep messing it up and i have to go around looking for one to buy and yeah i think i'll have an issue with that but nice nice heads up i'll, I'll pay more attention to it so i can increase these perks to make it easier for me because it's really hard because these enemies are brutal, man. They they will kill you. That's that's it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, I've only had a few encounters, but uh, actually, I I talked my way out of uh, battling. What was it? The pirate captain at the beginning. So that was kind of handy. But uh, again, I'm trying to be a guy who you know, is kind of wisecracking with his mouth and so on. So I'm trying to see what I can get away with pretty early on. So taking a few risks, which I don't usually do. I try and play it safe usually. So this is different for me. Um, and I just want to explore. I just want to roam around and explore. So uh, put more time into it later on. Um, let's see. Centurion, I'll go over to you next because you said you put a bit of time into the game already. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? You agreeing with uh, Mike on this one? Like, what, what are your thoughts on Starfield? I have a lot of thoughts on Starfield, but that's just Ooh. because I'm just a. I've played a lot of Bethesda titles. Oh yeah, um, that's right. So, right out the gate, if you're like saying it feels like Fallout or Skyrim, no shit. I'm sorry, but that like it's kind of like what I was mm -hmm. describing to my wife today. Who goes out and basically says this feels like something that they've created before? That's like telling Picasso that his painting looked like the last painting he did. 
when you're an artist, you have a sense of style. They do sometimes branch out because I know Picasso is not known for just doing abstract art because he also did some other stuff. But that's where I yes, it feels like a Bethesda title. That's exactly what it's supposed to feel like. It's there's like even my wife looking at it when she walked by because I didn't even tell her about this game. She said this looks like Fallout. And I was like, whoa, look at that. And my wife doesn't even play Bethesda titles. Um, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, it's everything about, I mean, like, yeah, it just throws you right into the mix of it. Like our guest said, uh, you just kind of got to stumble your way through, figure out what direction you're going to go. Cause it's kind of like a giant sandbox. I mean, I've already visited what's left of earth. I've been hanging around the old solar system or as they like to say, the old neighborhood, um, also already checked out Atlantis, um, <laughs> One of the funny parts is even me and my wife jokingly, I was like, hey, let's go check out Uranus. Come on. Everybody has to make out that joke. Uh, but it's been a very good time. A very good experience. Uh, like we all talked about the ship combat, just being able to divert your systems like in uh, engine power, shield power, uh, stuff like that. Uh, very reminiscent, in my opinion, of Star's, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which I actually thought was a big fun part of Star Wars Squadrons. When uh, you're actually playing, I mean, that's where a lot of people couldn't handle the learning curve on Star Wars Squadrons was diverting power. Depending if you had somebody behind you, you don't dial all your shields up on the front of it. You put your shields on the back of you to give you more uh, cushion for them blasting you. And to me, this feels like almost second nature because of Star Wars Squadrons. Definitely, uh, the combat is a lot more jumpy. I find myself now actually doing a lot more. It's kind of like... Uh, like the combat, I hate to com give the comparison, but Destiny, you know how you have that jumpiness to the combat in Destiny where you float around? Um, I've never had that before in a Bethesda title. And when you're on these planets that have lower gravity and you actually start jumping around and coming down on enemies as you're shooting and stuff, it, it gets really fun. There's definitely a lot of new things here when it comes to a Bethesda title. But yes, it still feels like a Bethesda title. They didn't like branch so far down the, the rabbit hole it doesn't feel anything like they've made before this has all the hallmarks of a decent bethesda title but there's now newer stuff like we got the shipbuilding i'm still trying to figure out the freaking shipbuilding that is so freaking complex it's insane having to balance ma mm -hmm. the mass of the ship with how much power your engines and everything can push out uh, you find yourself wanting to build a, a giant fortress and you find out you can't do it with the components that you have at your disposal. Um, but definitely in, enjoying all the different aspects that Starfield have to offer. Uh, it, this was a really great get for Xbox. I'm really glad that they prevented, um, like I hate to say it, you know, I'm not over here championing, taking games away from people, but at the same time, it came down literally to the battle of the checkbooks and I'm sorry that Microsoft's was bigger. Get the F over it. You know, sorry, take your ball, go home and cry about it, but don't skip on this experience just because it's a Microsoft uh, title at this point. I'm really glad that they were able to prevent uh, PlayStation from basically kind of like blocking them on this one. Definitely though. I know there's a lot of people. I don't know if we're going to touch on it tonight. There's a lot of people. I mean, there is literally an asinine, amount of people that are just grabbing at straws reaching for the stars the somehow to get people to want to hate this game and just some of the narratives that have come out of 
I warned everybody. I hate to say it, but I tried to be the guy to be like, hey, the media is going to be a shit show. And guess what? It turned into a shit show real quick. But we're also seeing other people really try to reach for other complaints that, in my opinion, make absolutely no sense. This game is very inclusive. Um, it, it's definitely, I mean, like, I couldn't believe I saw somebody ha lose their crap on the internet over pronouns in the game. Um, that, that completely blew my mind. Uh, we, I watched one gaming site get mad over, uh, the choice of the music in a trailer. They were mad that they used Imagine Dragons. Um, I've literally seen so many different asinine takes on trying to somehow generate, uh, negativity around this game. And this is what sucks about the whole situation is, yeah, we can all praise Bethesda and Starfield till we're blue in the face and, I mean, like literally all these sites at this point um, have no ability of doing anything constructive anymore. Bad news sells and it's the only thing they know how to do. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, some things I can understand, um, like, again, reviews, uh, you know, you could take, again, a lot of it can be, you know, somebody's, again, just somebody's um, uh, just take on it, right? Their own, um, like, how they feel about it. And, hey, some people might not, might not be inclined towards RPGs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know why they're reviewing it, if that's the case. Sadly, um, it's not the fact that they're finding the wrong reviewer because, you know... It's going to be hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't enjoy a good old fashioned RPG. It's these game reviewers that feel like that there's some Pulitzer Prize or some award at the end of the tunnel um, that they are going to somehow st strike some kind of a, a political stance, a cultural tone, or or just some personal preference that they have. And at the end of the day, you are here to to review a game. I don't care what your political affiliations are. I don't care what your personal opinion is and how you feel about the economics of the world on, you know, like, uh, like the, we all know this game. Apparently uh, this was an attack on poor people to be able to play this game early. Um, I laughed at that because I mean, literally there is tons of businesses out there that all use tactics to gain a little bit more revenue for people that are impatient. And yes, it's it definitely very predatory. I will agree to that. But you it's like you can't treat Microsoft as if they have just all of a sudden invented this concept overnight. This is something that is very common practice. Uh, I mean, like, look at Best Buy right now. They're having massive Labor Day sales to participate in some of these sales. You have to be part of their yearly subscription that you pay for. So that's basically prepaying for your discounts. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like, so basically, if we go on that thought, poor people are cut off from getting a good deal because they don't afford the, the subscription at Best Buy. I, I like that's why I'm just like totally floored at like how we're just all of a sudden trying to go down this rabbit hole of just looking for anything at all to complain about. And it's just getting absolutely asinine. Um, I mean, we could go on all night. I don't want to turn that into the conversation unless you guys want to go there later, but this is definitely a great game. 
it's something for everybody to check out, especially if you're a fan of Bethesda titles when it comes to the RPGs that they've made out made over the years. We're talking Fallout 4, um, even Fallout 3. We also have, um, what is the, uh, Skyrim. There is a lot of stuff here for you to consume. Like, I mean, landing on one planet could literally consume a day of your life if you play that long. I mean, like, literally, I spent two days on Atlantis doing the various freaking the various um, missions and everything you can do and all the other stuff there. And then you finally go to a different planet and you like, think like, all right, I'm going to get somewhere on this, uh, the main campaign. And then all of a sudden you find 50 other rabbit holes to bury your head into like everywhere you turn, there is somebody needing your help. There is something going on and they have done some amazing craftsmanship with this game. They've even interjected some of the nuances and funny things that happen to us in every life, everyday life. Uh, you could be flying your spaceship around and you can get a hail on your spaceship from some guy trying to sell you an extended warranty on your spacecraft. We all know what that's like to get that phone call about your extended warranty on your vehicle. Um, and that's also where the Uranus joke came from is I, I saw a video where literally the guy got a prank phone call um, where, where some guy called his spaceship and asked, do you know how to get to Uranus? And we all know how that conversation went from there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I do find it funny that, you know, you look at the sites that or, you know, um, outlets that uh, didn't get any uh, codes from uh, Xbox or Microsoft, for example, and their nose got out of bent. I think Game Informer was one of them or Eurogamer. It was I, almost every UK publisher or did UK uh, um, oh. publication. Dude, I'm going to say it right now, this is this is what I have a big issue with. Um, if you act like an a-hole and you get treated like an a-hole, don't cry about it. So when supposedly, you bat- supposedly yeah. the reason they got codes almost immediately after those articles were published was because Microsoft was pitched and didn't know about it. It was completely Bethesda UK's publishing office that decided they that no one in the UK was getting codes. And the funny part is that's previous experiences that Bethesda has been mistreated by some of these these media groups. This well, is where I still fully stand by some of these media groups need to be cut the F off. And like, I mean, like starved. I mean, like I want you outside my freaking door sleeping <laughs> in a tent on the sidewalk, begging me every single day. I walk into my office for me to give a care that you need some kind of source of anything to keep people focused on your website. Because I mean, like literally I would cut you off in a second and I would make you starve so hard. I have actually done this in my professional life when basically some of the distributors I have to use when they raise prices so much that I cut them off like cold turkey, literally within two to three months, I will have a rep of theirs sitting in my front office begging me, asking me what it is I need, what I need for them to get my business back. And when I sit them down and show them what they have done and how they have basically priced themselves out of the industry it kind of puts it in a full perspective of like, if you want to continue going down this road, I have no problem acting like you don't exist because I can survive without you. At the end of the day, it's you who needs me. And that's what IGN needs to realize is at the end of the day, if Microsoft does not provide them any kind of source of creating content, the only thing that they have left is to bash Xbox and to basically kind of like, 
humped Sony's leg all day long. And eventually it's just going to turn into the same old circus day after day. And people are just going to tune them out because IGN at that point will become completely predictable. I feel IGN needs to pay a penalty for what they're doing. And some of these other sites do like, I don't care how big their freaking their user base or their, the people it is that tune into their functions. They need to feel the squeeze that it's like, Hey, we have no problem existing without you. Uh, did Kotaku get a code? Because they shouldn't have. <laughs> I, have no idea. I don't, I don't, I don't know. A review from that. Dude, I thought it was insane. They're that blacklisted I... from Nintendo. Dude, you want to hear something <laughs> funny? I saw a clip of Dr. Disrespect crying that he wasn't allowed to have a code because of the controversies that he's been involved in over the past few years. He was literally angry that they would not even give him early access to the game they didn't want him. They didn't want to give him anything. And literally, there was a clip of him on social media of him having an issue that he's just like, yeah, I've made all these mistakes, but I don't really feel there should be any penalties for the mistakes I've made. And it's like, yo, part of making a mistake and acting a certain way is don't cry about the consequences when it happens to you. Everybody needs to face the consequences when they make a mistake. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Kotaku reviewed it, but I don't know if I see a code. I don't, or I don't, I don't see a score. Hmm. Like I, I haven't viewed anything Kotaku in years. It's just you know I, I've caught the bits of media that they put out over the past few years, and uh, they're oh, definitely on the downward. Dude, did slope. you see the did you see the meme going around on uh, Twitter? Of like like the old school like 1950s like painting uh and it had like Starfield as the dude's face as the dad's face walking down the sidewalk trying to get into his house and his wife and kids are holding knives behind the door and literally somebody's put Eurogamer on someone on one head Kotaku on the other and IGN on the other basically all three of these media sites are were hiding behind the door just waiting to get it in on Starfield. Yeah, I just wonder because this one is specifically an Xbox Microsoft ecosystem exclusive that, um, you know, that they're reviewing it a certain way. Oh, they because, are. Right. They are. They're 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 grading it on the fact that a multi trillion dollar company made a purchase. Um, if you want to get into an idea of, of consolidating the industry, go write an article for that. But when you start interjecting your personal opinions of like not liking a trillion dollar company buying a game from preventing a billion dollar company from shutting them off from that game, let's also look at it from this perspective. Microsoft gave better inclusive access to Starfield with their purchase because if PlayStation would have got exclusive rights, it wouldn't even came to PC. Hmm. Could could in, like I mean like how could we actually put no, money they, on Bethesda thinking that it would never would have signed that deal? <laughs> like See, we don't. We can, we can make we, all of the claims in the world that that would happen. No, I I will put my foot down and say Bethesda wouldn't have signed that. Yeah, Bethesda would have one hundred percent wouldn't have signed Bethesda that. Bethesda wouldn't have signed the deal. But if, Bethesda <laughs> wouldn't have signed the deal. But at the same time. We know how PlayStation operates, and that sure. would have been part of their deal, and that's something they would have asked. So let's just they, look at the fact. They would have tried. The, they would have tried, and let's look at that. It, but, but let's look they, at they that. But we're over here. We're over here wanting to tear down Microsoft for create for basically getting an exclusive game, something that Sony is very well known for doing. 
And not only that, but Microsoft had no issue with that game going to PC, but PlayStation probably would have fought tooth and nail to the end to prevent that from happening. Would they have succeeded? Probably not. But that would have been Bethesda's thing. That would have had nothing to do with Sony's dreams and aspirations of somehow finagling it into being exclusive only to the PlayStation console. And this is why I also have a big issue is if we're going to diss a trillion dollar company for making an acquisition to get one up on the industry, then you guys better start tearing down PlayStation right now for Spider-Man because PlayStation had absolutely effing nothing to do with the creation of Spider-Man. Spider-Man was created many, many years before PlayStation was even a gleam in Sony's freaking eye. And they were in the right place at the right time and were able to buy the licensing rights for Spider-Man for Sony Pictures. And they have taken full advantage of that. But that is basically the prime example of buying a franchise and cutting off access to that, to that character to multiple platforms. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, really, again, it's just them being competitive in the market. I, I mean, personally, I, I still think to this day that, you know, that was, I'm still blown away by the Bethesda, like this whole Zenimax purchase from a couple of years ago. And now they're bearing the fruits of it. So. I, I, oh, you know, you know, Centurion. No, for me, for me, I was like one of those that really like at the time I knew that the owner of Bethesda at the time was really close with Microsoft. He was getting very up in age and he was wanting to sell it off. And I knew Microsoft was first in line to make the purchase. And I'm pretty sure what and the thing is, I would not be surprised if it was like, well, PlayStation's trying to get exclusive access to Starfield to cut you guys off. And that's when it was probably like, how much do you want? It's actually a little bit different. It was when the rumors started going around that they were, uh, um, uh, that that was happening, that Microsoft approached them with the full-on offer. That's what they testified to in court the other day. Um, I, I do know that there was a great working relationship between yeah. Bethesda and Microsoft to begin with, which is probably why it was so easy to walk up and make that damn offer. Mm-hmm. It is funny with these reviews, the, the people like bitching about um like hey if you take away all the all the 10 all the uh all the tens it's getting or you know all the xbox fluff sites then it's like a it's like an average game or it's like a a seven i'm like that goes both ways from nintendo playstation there's plenty of those sites you'll see the first few reviews will be tens on you know, a game oh. that's, <laughs> but then you also look at it like it's just Destructoid gave it a 10. Is Destructoid a Xbox website now? No. So, um, I <laughs> see just... what's going on in the chat and that's where it's not about the number he gave. It's about the context of why he gave that number. He went on social media and talked about how Microsoft acquired Bethesda. He talked about how Microsoft is at war with poor people. Uh, we've seen an, he has basically gone so many different directions and you can just tell that his review is based on personal opinion. So I'm not <laughs> willing to actually state that unless it was said verbally in the review, because it wasn't. And all that stuff was from well before. So I'm not going to attack someone personally for something like that unless I actually saw it word for word in the review. That's where I'm going to have to disagree with you. 
Um, Dude, if this was a court of law, evidence is evidence. No, that would be circumstantial at best. That's not evidence. Dude. <laughs> evidence I, would be if it was in the review. <laughs> as somebody who's actually represented themselves in court, you really want to go down that road? Because I'm sorry, circumstantial evidence has gotten people put in prison. I would say, guys, I would say, I mean, he's, isn't there like, a, he's reviewed a whole bunch of games previously, right? Yeah. And people he's were like, every calling the game in the last like 15 years from the thing. So in he that case, four review. All right. And did, was it like it a 9.5, but that was on IGN's old scale. Okay. Ooh. All right. IGN has moved to not associate their numerics with what people would typically understand. I had a full-on conversation with Ty Guy Travis about this, another IGN employee. Um, and so uh, when, you, when you think of 7 out of 10, everyone, who at least in the States, I don't know, probably in Canada too, you can tell me if not. When you hear a 7 out of 10, you think a C, but you also think the lowest possible C in like education. You think this is okay, this is average, right? On IGN's new scale that went into effect a few years back, that actually is supposed to mean good, which if they would literally remove their numerics, this literally wouldn't have been a topic of conversation today. Mm -hmm. If they would remove the, the numbering of the score from their rubric and not even show that to the public, this wouldn't be a conversation. Because people get, the, the whole reason people get up in arms is subconsciously... When you see a, a score of 88 out of 100, you think that's a B. When you see a score of a, a 96, you think that's a high A, an A+. Plus. And that, that's that's not something you might even just say to yourself out loud, but it is something that you, your, your brain subconsciously thinks from like a decade and a half of education. Um, I, I wrote a paper on this in college about um, how the education system needs to change in general because we don't actually use a proper... Um, the scoring isn't proper to begin with, but that, that's a total uh, digression. But that, that's why people think the way they do about reviews at, at, at a fundamental level is they associate it with the grades that they got in school. Now, is Canada also on the like A, B, C, D, F scale of grading, Invader? Uh, to be honest, I've been out of the school system for a okay. little while now, so um, I'd have to ask my teacher wife, <laughs> to like, be honest. That, that, that's that's a big mental thing that people get from this, and IGN is trying to be different. And I, and I did look, they do have a full thing about like what each of their numbers are supposed to mean, and it goes completely contrary to what any normal person would expect from anything, right? If they would remove the numbers and just say that the game is good, great, excellent, whatever, then th there'd be no controversy. Um, but it's because now, they are attempting to use a scale that is literally different from everybody else's. I wrote a whole thread about this. Um, they're, they're attempting to use a whole th a whole scale that's different from everybody else's, and it's different from what everyone mentally thinks about what a numeric, an alphanumeric scale should be. And it's terrible. It's absolutely abysmal that they have switched to this. And they brag about it as it being like the like an excellent an excellent thing that it's like industry defining and i'm like no you are running against mentally what people think how people think that is not good it is terrible right um and it would be good if, if they truly wanted to change the way that reviews were were working they could totally just move away from alpha numerics and no one would be any of the wiser and it, like there would be no controversy with the, just a good label on the game because that's a perfectly fine mm -hmm. label to put on the game some people might think it's good some i people mean might think it's great um, some people might think it's excellent, mm -hmm. but the, it's, 
Now, coming out and retweeting the whole we made Forza Horizon 4 our game of the year in 2021 is what set me off. Because, like, me, I, I don't see, I personally do not actually see the um uh, the, the bias that, in the same way that you guys do. I just, I legitimately don't see it. That was I kind of do, odd, though. I How come do they don't see... acknowledge that games are coming to Xbox? They're omitting them. Because it's horrible, and I talk. I watch the I watch the IG I watch the IGN's live feed all the time. That's mm -hmm. horrible. What what what's the company is horribly structured. They they don't have quality control, and of course they don't have quality control for Xbox. It's the lowest platform. They have the lowest viewership for it. They don't have the quality control for it. It's not a actual bias. It's literally the, the quality control is not there, and that is a problem. I said such so much in my thread. But I genuinely don't believe that there is a malicious intent behind it. I <laughs> that, mean, that's, that's the difference. I don't see it. Just recently on IGN's live, not on, on IGN's live channel on Samsung Television, they had a documentary on what the FTC did wrong in the ABK trial and why Microsoft beat them because of what they did wrong. Sure. Rather than looking at it like uh, Microsoft you know, succeeded you know against the FTC, about that? several people talked about that. Because the FTC did do a lot wrong. But this is where, but rather than looking at, but we're looking at it from the glass half empty versus the glass half full. Microsoft actually put out over $4 billion in battling all this BS. And they actually succeeded against a very hardball government regulatory group. And rather than celebrating an out of control government regulatory group, we're over here basically angry that this group didn't have their shit together to somehow block Microsoft. Well, is not saying this what they did wrong, criticizing the out-of-control group? Like, you're, you, again, it's, you're, looking, it's just at, how you're, you're looking at it from it. your headspace. I'm looking at it as like, this is what the idiots did wrong. This is why they failed. This is why LenaCon is a failure. These are all the things they did nope, wrong. They also just had the documentary the other day on uh, the oh this uh, on this day today is when Xbox nearly killed the Xbox brand with the launch of the Xbox One. They they just recently put that documentary up. They can't let it go. They 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 have to create their content that badmouths Microsoft. But I'm curious, are they going to? Uh, have that documentary on what PlayStation does to hurt themselves, like trashing the the PSP and the PS Vita, uh, well, rate, going completely Vita, greed hungry. Success. But they trashed that direction of it, and now you guys have the PlayStation Portal. That's all you got left mm. for a handheld. I mean, also, I, I, I do take offense to Americans talking about education is amazing. I have two degrees. I was summa cum laude in high school and college my parents are educators well my father and my grandfather i don't want to say parents my mom's not she's a uh, medical professional but i i take offense to that mm. i'm hyper educated mm. mr black rider in chat <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, guys okay. say say stuff in the chat, but I mean, I do agree with uh, like both sides here. Um, not trying to play the in between, but I would say that 
I mean, I do see quite a bit of stuff like from IGN. It just it does seem like they're backpedaling on a lot <laughs> because of some statements. Um, that being said, I mean, the meta score overall, I mean, you know, I don't I try not to, to get hung up by metas overall, guys. But at the same time, I mean, right now, PC, you know, 88 uh, Xbox series. Uh, yeah, the Xbox 87 uh, there's probably a few more coming in um like and that's I mean, again that's just the regular ones i'm curious to see what the uh, the user scores are going to be and i don't know to me that's pretty awesome like some people bark ballparking in the 90s i mean to me that's even that's close enough like honestly uh this is a game that you're going to like get lost in for some time so I mean I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not too hung up on it. I just I do think though that again it is going to score pretty high regardless in the end. Um, but you know what, uh, Crusader? I mean I didn't get get your thoughts on it really. Just the game itself. You've put uh, a whole bunch of time oh into God, it already. Incredible. Like what what do you think? Honestly, it's tell incredible. Us. Um, hmm. it, it's it's everything I wanted. It has some mechanical issues like. I think the biggest issue that everyone harps on is the loading screens. And the loading screens are probably the biggest issue that the game has. Everything like everything causes you to go into a loading screen. And that's kind of frustrating. Um, they're not too long. But like the City of Neon in particular, once you get to it, has like a billion and a half loading screens throughout it. Which is really, which is kind of frustrating. Um, but like all of my complaints are mechanical ones. Um, uh, I think I've had... I've had two bugs uh, in the entire time that I've been doing stuff. At least, like, like, like I had one where, like, a quest just kind of shut down because I, I walked too far ahead before, like, something was supposed to trigger. And that was the only one that was, like, a bug bug that I ran into. And I just, I'll reload fix that. Um, the, the only other issue that I ran into was um, I launched my ship off of the ground on a planet. And then I was like, wait, why don't I just straight up fast travel to the place that I was going to? And the game really didn't like the fact that I had taken off and then fast traveled. It really didn't like that. Uh, but again, just reloading the game fixed that. I actually, I think that one I had to quit the game out and, and reload, but I've had like no crashes. I've had no, like no broken quest lines, like nothing like um blood on the ice. If anyone knows that quest from Skyrim, that's the like, super broken uh house in um uh windhelm that if you do it wrong the, the quest just breaks eight ways from sunday if you if you don't know the exact path through it to make sure it doesn't break um nothing like that so far and i'm 22 hours in um mm. i i have a lot of tips for people because there's a lot of things that people are struggling with like number one i get that perk that gets you more ammo and gets you more uh health packs that's yeah. just like a perk i think it was called scavenger in fallout 4 same same principle except it's more necessary um totally recommend that uh i recommend upgrading your ship whether it be boarding and stealing one or mm -hmm. completing some there's a bunch of quest lines that'll reward you uh, ships or upgrading your own uh you really want to get more cargo space in your ship um also note if you go into your inventory you have the the ability to press lb to go into the cargo hull of your ship at any time you don't need to be near the panel that was something that took me 10 hours in the game to realize i don't know if anyone else hasn't seen that that that's a that's a huge thing um sell things often don't pick up every spacesuit you see because spacesuits weigh the most um there's the perk that uh increases your uh inventory capacity i would recommend getting that 
Um, I've only done one of the factions so far, but the faction was really good. And it was the free star, the, the, the one with the free star Rangers, the, 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 the guys that are basically like the Texas, they're, they're inspired by the Texas Rangers, like the Lone Ranger. Um, that has an awesome end of quest reward. I won't spoil anything about it, but it has an awesome end of, end of the quest reward that I 10 out of 10 recommend getting. Um, I'm trying to be like, I was hoping they'd finish it before I got on here, but I'm nowhere close to the end of the game to do the, to figure out what this new game plus business is about. But I'm really excited that new game plus is an actual mechanic and not just like play the game again. Um, just, just really don't, I, I would, I would totally recommend to not pick up every item and try to sell them like in maybe other Bethesda games. Uh, you really want to look at the ratio of how much the the item weighs to how much it's worth, and figure out like per m mass what what that kind of comes out to. Because the the more you do that, the more you're conserving your own inventory space. And I get it; some people don't, and that, that's a criticism that some people will have for the game. I actually like inventory management and stuff like that. Uh, I like I, I I like that in my RPGs, and I I'm probably like the rare exception to that rule. Um, so like with Starfield having to juggle everything and having to have like use the cargo hole on my ship and having an upgraded cargo hole on my ship and everything as a mechanic is like really, really nice to me that there is like a, a form of progression. But maybe that comes from all the years of statistic Minecraft mod packs that I've played. Um, but uh, I also recommend there's a perk in the it's the fifth tree, the, 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 very, the one on the right, the furthest one to the right. And it lets you get a target lock ability for your ship. That's also a really good perk to have because you can actually target the systems on the ship. It makes it much easier to disable enemy ships by shooting their engines if you have the target lock uh, effect. Um, so if you want to if you want to go full pirate, that's like a necessary perk. Um, but really, really dig into and read the perks and focus on multiple. When you're looking at guns, you will run out of ammo, so you want to have three or four guns that you're comfortable using and make sure mm -hmm. they're all in different ammo categories so that you can bounce between them. Yeah. Um, how, how uh, have you been favoring any like the laser or like just the traditional so type of weapons? I've been using pistols, but there are pistols in all categories. So I'm, I'm fully specced into maximum damage with my pistol, but I, I have an energy pistol. I have a, I have a, um, a pistol, uh, an M1911 that I found um, that uses one ammo type. I have another pistol that uses another kinetic ammo type. Um, and then I'm using uh, like an SMG that's technically counted as a rifle. And uh, like I'm, I'm using that and that has another ammo type. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely specced into pistols of all, like of all kinds. And I found that it's, it's, it's also semi-important to um, have a little bit of variety because certain weapons will come with certain inherent traits that makes them do more damage to like aliens or people or robots and having stuff that does that at least on the higher difficulties um is very useful and it's worth playing on the higher difficulties because you're just like fallout 4 the rate at which you can get legendary items to drop is much higher on hard and very hard so if you can get into a rhythm and you can play on the higher difficulties, it's very worthwhile because you get very good random legendary weapons. Um, and dump right. dump the starting ship as soon as you can. Grab a, get a different ship. Buy one. Uh, do quest lines to get them. Doesn't matter. The starting mm -hmm. ship is actually bad. 
and you hmm. won't it, you you might even be like this doesn't feel bad and then you'll get a better ship and you'll be like i understand what he means <laughs> the 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 frontier is very cool looking but it is not very um combat effective especially later into the game when you're fighting four or five ships at a time all right all right yeah i'm very curious i again i haven't uh I'm, only, I'm again. I'm only like a a few hours in, so I'm very curious. Of like again, the different types of ships that are out there. Um, yeah. So I have only used class A ships, which are the smallest ones. There's class B and class C, but you need perks to use those. I actually don't know what perk it is in the tree that you need to use them. Um, but those are the 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 bigger ones. Um, so I, I maybe I'll have more information on that to report back next week. But um, uh. Uh, the 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 there's a ship that I got from a quest that is doing me very 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 well, um, class A that you can get from one of the quest lines. All right, all right, I'll have to look into it. I mean, I guess I'll find out as I'm playing along. But uh, all right, yeah. I just know that like I've seen some people like I've had some people message me and be like, you know what, I love the game for this this and that reason. But man, the controls for like uh, like modding your ship and whatnot—they need to be like kind of fixed up. Um, that being said, I mean it's so cool that you can like edit the ship that you know uh, how you want it to be. I've seen people create like pelicans from Halo and just do different things already, and the game's only been out for a short period of time. It's amazing, amazing. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like when the, the mods appear for this game. Yeah, like one of the things I love Radiant Encounter mods in Skyrim. They're some of my favorite, the ones that just add more random shit that happens in the world. And like, I can't imagine it. Mod, modders will top what Bethesda made. They always do in, in, in the mods that they create. It's in, they, they, they do incredible things because they take everything Bethesda did and they see everything Bethesda did. And they're like, well, what if we did this, this and this and in, in unimaginable ways? But I had this one radiant quest. It, was a, it wasn't even a quest or anything. It was just a radiant encounter. Flew to a system. A ship started shooting at me. And I was like, huh, that ship has a weird name that doesn't seem like an enemy faction would, right? So I took out its engines and boarded it and found that a bunch of people had hijacked it and were holding this guy hostage. But it was all they were all generic names. It was just a ship captain and spacers, right? It was just a completely radiant thing. And I liberated the guy. And he gave me some money. And, set, and like I got him a ship back. And I'm just like, this is, this is insane. Like, th like that, that, like this just random. And it, the guy had voice acting and everything, but it was, you know, again, it was just, you know, like a, a generic NPC. And I, I was just like, this is the type of radiant stuff that we're getting in uh, Starfield now. When that system started all the way back in Skyrim with the radiant encounters. And I'm just like, this is the baseline of like radiant quests. What are modders gonna do to this? And it, it it's gonna blow my mind. I can't wait for them to release the creation kit officially, because um for anyone who's not aware, the official creation kit is not available yet for modders. It will be available probably in the next three months. Uh, modders can build stuff, but they have to kind of build it on their own without the official tools, which isn't hard because it's a creation engine game. Every like they don't obfuscate any of the file names. Like if a file does this, it's just named what it is, right? Because Bethesda doesn't care. They want you to go in and they want you to to make stuff. Um, do you guys see that they modded DLSS in already? No, I yeah. uh, was not aware. One of the one of the people who got a review code for the game is the modder who puts DLSS into every video game that doesn't have it. 
Hmm. And he got a review code for it. So he actually had it up like 12 hours after the game went live. Um, and uh, it's from what I understand, it's it's really, really good. The LSS 3.5 is really, really good for it on, on PC. All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, kind of wondering why it wasn't there in the first place, but... No. Listen, AMD claims that they there was nothing stopping them from putting DLSS in, but we know for a fact that they blocked when with uh, AMD sponsored games that they blocked it in the past. So my opinion is is that because of all of the backlash, they have released companies from those terms, and they're saying there's nothing stopping them now. Um, so I actually do kind of expect it to be officially put in in the coming months. Um, but I, I suspect that they that they they couldn't in time for launch because originally they weren't allowed to because they 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 declined comment for weeks and weeks and weeks and then finally said that there's nothing stopping them you wouldn't decline comment for weeks if like it hadn't been something that they negotiated out of a contract okay all right uh let's see carlos alvarado with the 199 super chat thank you carlos he says shipbuilding and base building is next level I mean, we talked a bit about the shipbuilding, but base building, uh, anybody uh, touched on that yet? I'm waiting to get into New Game Plus. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't, because, so New Game Plus wipes everything, by the way. You mm. get to keep your level and the perks you picked, and that's it. Good to know, then. Yeah. It, you, it's not It's not like other games where you carry your stuff into New Game Plus. You, you lose your stuff when you go into New Game Plus. Right. Yeah, I, I haven't touched base building, ship building, anything that scares me, I haven't touched it yet. <laughs> I just want to go at it bit by bit and build my way through it. All right. Yeah, no, I well, I definitely want to screw around with that a bit. But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you don't want to lose uh, all that stuff when you transfer over. Oof. A lot of time would be wasted. But no, I mean, it depends what you want to do, right? Uh. Eric Shockley, buddy, I mean, I know you haven't uh, been able to get into the game yet because of various things, uh, but, I mean, you know, what are you looking forward to uh, trying out with the game? Uh, is there, like, a certain kind of a build for a character that you plan on doing? Um, I, I'm i down with, well, I, <laughs> I bit the bullet after everybody talking about it, and I was just like, well, I got some, I do have some re- reward points left, so definitely, yeah. <laughs> But I'm not too up on, like, all the different builds uh, or different classes, I should say. Um, I remember some of them from the direct, but then some of that's kind of gone out the window. But definitely excited to, you know, kind of just go into it blind. Uh, Does anyone know if the skill tree is, uh, like, Skyrim, where you're, like, locked into it? (laughs) <laughs> where you kind of have to like do research to make sure you chose the right path. From what, I, from what I understand, I think there's a way to reset it. I'd have to look it up though for you. Um, oh, okay. I'll probably just research before I make a choice. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have an but, unlimited, um, th- there is no cap to what level you can hit. Oh, okay. There, there's an Skyrim achievement for like hitting level 100, if... which is going to be a grind. Oh, okay. But um, there is no level cap. So in theory, you can get all of the perks. In practice, oh, okay, cool. I, that's a lot. You're, you're going to go above level 100 easy. Oh, okay, cool. 
yeah because that was the i guess the thing with uh skyrim is like if you wanted to reach a certain part of like the skill tree you had to know that hey if you put too many points over here you weren't gonna have enough to reach like if you needed like full alchemy or whatever to uh you know to be able to max out your armor or whatever so um but yeah no it, it looks like you can do it with console commands on pc which should work for anyone because the game is mm-hmm. uh play anywhere you and i i know yeah. for a fact that you can you, you can move back and forth i don't know if console commands turn off achievements though Yeah, I wouldn't think they would, but they there's some things that do and don't turn off uh, achievements with um, the Elder Scrolls games on PC historically, and I don't remember if console commands is one of them or not. Uh, the second a mod touches the directory that's not an official uh, Creation Club one, achievements mm-hmm. are disabled. There's a mod that you can inject to get around that on <laughs> on Steam, but um. Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know if they disable achievements. I'm gonna look that up real quick because I, I I might I might DM uh, uh Derek over at Tweak Town because I know he was he was messing with the to see which console commands worked from previous previous uh Bethesda games. Yeah, it's it's funny with the whole like, and it's just you see it nonstop. Just mainly hardcore PlayStation fans, just like ripping the game apart like just saying like this is you know this is what you guys paid early access for or whatever i have most of um, them muted yeah it's just stand, like and they'll compare anymore. it to like hey here's a horizon character you know and i'm like you understand that that's like a small much more like limited scope like crafted even area but that you can even the whole thing is the cherry picked pictures because like don't get me wrong, both sides do it every now and then for whichever games. But, like, you know, I saw these what? really, like, low-res, like... Yeah, I they do it. just... Why did the NPCs look so much better? Like, you're talking to one of the, like, main characters that's walking around you with you in, like, Last of Us Part Two. I'm like, yeah, because that's all... It's already canned dialogue. It's not, like... <laughs> they can already mocap like, all of that stuff. There's so much dialogue in here, they're not going to... That would be insane, like the amount of fucking or amount of sorry, amount of dialogue that they have in here and choices and things that you actually have control over that is nowhere to be found in The Last of Us or Horizon. Not even a, a tiny speck or percentage of like the freedom that you have in this game is there. So these same people would have torn Skyrim apart because you can even for its time. You could find Jank at the time. There was plenty of videos where people would be making fun of it. It was still an amazing game that people just sunk their whole freaking life into. <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand a lot of these people. Like, they would have torn it apart. You know, they would have torn it apart Skyrim. Like, oh, for <laughs> anyone looking, like... it does disable achievements. Yes, actually, it, that is it, correct. It does yeah. disable achievements. Mm-hmm. But a lot of like, yeah, because I was listening to a video the other day while I was like mowing my lawn and um, yeah, a lot of those mods do carry over. I think there's even a couple from like Fallout New Vegas too that work. Yeah, most so most of those are just kind of engine specific. They're not um, 
they're not specific to the games. Um, I, like it, it's all the same. Like it's the same commands to add items to your inventory. You just need to know the IDs. It's it, it's like all of the same commands. Like I, I'm pretty sure TCL is still the uh, like clip through things command. There's the scale command where you can make uh, any model bigger or smaller, so you can have like tiny tiny Vasco companions um, or really big ones. Um, but it, it seems like most of that has been retained from previous. Uh, the the it seems like the syntax is even the same from previous uh, um, Creation Engine one titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just curious to play around with that. I mean, not that I'm like huge into uh, using cheat codes, but I mean, you know, it's kind of cool to use them at the same time. Um, it's funny I'm... that a lot the no Man, no man's sky comparisons. I've been seeing that nonstop, and it's just like, yeah. why why can't you just go seamless through an atmosphere? I'm like, you understand when they're going out of a planet, no man's sky. It literally takes them like a millisecond like they're literally out of it so it's like that's but, not even close to the scale of what it would take to get out of an atmosphere yeah. but like, to be like, fair though like is it really even like a cool thing i mean like I, I actually don't mind no man's sky at all like even when it was like an earlier yeah, build i was like no, yeah totally. this is pretty cool it's doing its own thing and i respect the dev for you know picking up the pieces and doing what they did that being said i mean you know, like when I look at, you know, going, you know, how, how they do that game, you know, is it really necessary? Does it really improve my experience? Not so much. Like this is a much, I mean, this game actually has a story to it in Starfield and it has other branching quests and so on. No Man's Sky, it's like, it's like a giant sandbox where you can just do, you know, whatever, right? So yeah, it's just, a, it's a lot smaller, like, Sure, like it goes on forever, but like the the scale of everything is like on a much smaller, like actual scope. So like if you and plus you don't have like the the freedom, like all the choices, like the dialogue, like all the stuff that comes with it. But that's the game that's not in No Man's Sky. Yeah, it's like these aren't the same. I, You're just showing I, like one little aspect. <laughs> like to be fair, like to be fair to both games, like it's not fair to compare them. They. Exactly. Are just because they're sci-fi and in space does you know they're only they're really poo-pooing like No Man's Sky in the sense of like hey you're like if you're No Man's Sky then you're like like they're basically you know trying to say like hey if you can't do this and No Man's Sky can do it I, know, I would call No Man's Sky the like so you have you have GTA and GTA Online right for GTA Five right. Yeah. Right, sure. In, yeah. in concept, right? No Man's Sky almost feels like it's the multiplayer component of what Starfield is. Okay. Right? Because, right. like, a yeah. lot of, like, in, in GTA, a lot of the single-player stuff doesn't translate well to, to to being in multiplayer with a bunch of people, right? Like, the mission structure and things, and, like, it just did the, the whole campaign structure, right? Um, But things like driving around with your friends and doing, like, heists and stuff do... And then the same thing is true with like No Man's Sky, right? Where like No Man's Sky, the fun thing to do in multiplayer with your friends is like build bases and and go explore and name shit together. Um, and so like I'm like I was thought Pete in chat was asking about the um uh 
the like do you think it would be worth it if this game had a multiplayer mod down the line and i actually don't think bethesda games play well with multiplayer in mind because of their rpg like the rpg elements of their story i would recommend no man's sky if you wanted a uh multiplayer equivalent to starfield uh but note you're going to lose those rpg elements to the game like like that's the exact way i describe it that like there's elements within starfield that like is no man's sky and that's great and it, it fits really well with what's going on but yeah they're 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 comparable to a point but they're also not to a point just like any video game hmm. yeah yeah no i hear you uh oh carlos alvarado again with the 199 super chat 248,000 Steam Early Access going to be insane on launch. Yeah, no, you're right. Launch is going to be... Uh, well, when's the official, official launch, guys? Uh, the 6th? Yeah. Ooh, um, wow. It looks like about 700,000 people bought um, uh, the $100 edition of the game on Steam. About, based on... That's a rough estimate based on um, like player counts as hours go up and down. Um, there's an algorithm that Steam DB uses to calculate that, and it's fairly accurate. Um, which is wild that that many people bought the early access hundred dollar edition of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the marketing was exceptional. It yeah. was, it was, Cause, especially cause that, the live action. That doesn't include the people who bought it on the Microsoft Store, which probably isn't that horribly many. Um. I'd imagine if you're playing it on PC, the majority of people who are playing it on PC are just going to get the Steam version because the Steam version will work with mods better. Well, I'm I'm playing with the Xbox app, and I I well I had no choice. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think most people choose Steam. Yeah, I think I think most people are going to choose Steam too. And then the the but I think a lot of people on PC who aren't doing the early access will end up probably you know there'll be a lot of. Uh, PC Game Pass users, I can't imagine how many people are playing on Xbox. We can't, we can't get a good read on it, but it's all of the, I think it has, of the top four positions in the Xbox store, it has three of them right now. I think it has one, two, and four. Um, I think it's number one is the base game, number two is the $30 upgrade, and number four is the $100 edition on the Xbox store. Go check that real quick. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, uh, Carlos Alvarado again with the 199 super chat. Thank you very much, Carlos. Number one on Steam, Windows Store, and Xbox Storefront. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. check the Unified Store. Just give me a second, because if you check it through a web browser, it's the it's the Unified. Yeah, but the overall build up to the game, Bethesda actually starved people for a while, and the rumors came up that it was very little marketing. Then they just released everything at once, and it was exceptionally done well. The live action, and uh, I've forgotten the channel's name, but actually building or showing the process on which they built the uh, the physical or the miniature ship that they used for a live action trailer, and certain things in different departments, not just in gaming views, but they actually approached the marketing from different angles. People who are not even gamers were advertised it was advertised to them through the different means so the hype is well deserved because the strategy in their marketing was exceptional so you have the people who wouldn't normally play rpgs jumping on 
people just want to see what this whole thing is about. Holy shit. That's why. That's the why premium edition play. and the upgrade are number one and two on the PC store right now. They're ahead of Roblox, Minecraft, and Destiny 2. Exactly. exactly. Wow. Fucking wild. The hype, the hype was crazy. The hype was crazy. As a YouTuber, I'm sure all of you guys, you know that people who are not even gamers just want to see what this is all about. I think this is the effect of the marketing, and it's, it's working. It's working really well. Yeah, Over so many 60 people million people in. played Skyrim, so I'm I'm also you know they're they're riding the the coattails of the one of the best selling video games of all time. You know what I mean? And it's nuts. Like like it's a perfect storm for having everyone come check your game out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm predicting seven hundred thousand on Steam. By the way, seven hundred thousand concurrent on um on the sixth. If it had a unified uh, launch where like everyone was playing it for the first time together and there was no early access, I think it I think it would have a chance to freak uh, of beating out um both Baldur's Gate and uh, Hogwarts. Because of the early access launch, I don't think its peak will be as high as it could have been. And that's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's just that like because you're not launching everything at one time, you're not going to have a high... Like, mathematically, the peak just won't be as high. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll find out soon, guys. Obviously, that's not for another couple of days, but uh, some really big numbers here uh, coming for uh, Starfield and, yeah, Xbox uh, Game Studios in general. This is... Uh, you know, the game that they've been waiting to push out. And, uh, you know, this isn't the, the only big game coming soon. I mean, I think soon we'll be having previews for, uh, uh, was it, uh, the new Forza Motorsport. So that's exciting. Uh, either way, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, some more Starfield, uh, more people being able to access the game and uh, to see how the how casuals really respond to this, right? You know, the casual gamer just you know downloading if they have the regular game pass or you know hey i I just want to pick up a copy of it and so on and see how that word of mouth is going from the early access guys i'll be very curious very curious uh guys any more thoughts on starfield yes no Mm -hmm. all right all right we'll close up this one but uh i know that you know we're probably gonna still be talking about it going into next week um i'm very curious to hear what general mld says <laughs> i know he yeah, I really wants to talk about to hear him talk about it so i was looking i think he has a lot of hours in it i'm pretty sure already he probably does the way that he's been talking about it but uh i think he has a family thing tonight but yeah. uh yeah he i know he really wants to uh chomp at the bits to talk about it but guys again you know i'm loving the chat honestly uh you guys are saying some pretty interesting things um Guys, smash that like button if you're enjoying our banter. And uh, yeah, share this out. Let everybody know that we're live this Sunday. Because uh, I want to get more people in here. Uh, we'll hit up uh, the next topic. Uh, Centurion had to step out. Not sure if he'll uh, be here in a bit. But uh, he's stepped out for now. But uh, yeah, guys, we do have to talk about something else. That kind of popped up earlier this week. And it was kind of a 
Oh, a bit of a surprise. We got to talk about a little bit of PlayStation news. Now, earlier this week, they stated in a blog post that there will be uh, price increases across the various tiers for PlayStation Plus, stating that the price adjust adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription service. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, curious. I mean, they led with that, but it later broke down as the following. The essential goes for, and this is in U.S. dollars, by the way, uh, $5.99 to $79.99, so a pretty big increase. The extra went from $9.99, or sorry, $99.99, the tongue-tied there, to $134.99, and premium, oh, boy, uh, one hundred nineteen ninety nine to one fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, sorry, guys, a lot of ninety nines there, but you you get what I'm saying. Uh, either way, pretty big jump. You look at the percentage. Ooh, it's uh, hiked pretty uh, pretty high there. So as you can imagine, the response uh, back to this has not been very positive from consumers and gamers alike. Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy. I mean, I would like to know your thoughts on this. What do you think about these hikes? Because you know, I mean, it is relatively normal to have hikes. Game Pass had a hike, what, a month ago? Um, but this is pretty sizable. What's your thoughts here? Yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, I just woke up one morning and I saw it was like 40, what was that, 40, $40 hike for the premium edition. Um, and I don't know how they're really justifying it. Uh, they're they, not. <laughs> well, I mean, like, not. I, I was expecting maybe they'd, hey, maybe we brought some more of the uh, PS. I've been dying for uh, Resident Evil 2 to come to, uh, <laughs> to, come to uh, the store or whatever, PS Plus, and then have some achievements on it. That'd be dope. Um, but no, like, I have the extra... Um, which I probably won't renew now. I probably won't even renew the PS Plus because really, I don't really play online. And then, if I have to, maybe I'll sub one month or something if I have to really put you know saves in the cloud, you know, to transition to whatever the next PlayStation is in the future, or if I have to switch over to a console or something. But outside of that, there's just not. There, I think they're going in the direction that Xbox is, where they're starting to. Uh, make their own like the base like PS Plus like the, the games you get free worse because I haven't really seen anything of note recently but did you see um, this month that was in the same announcement article oh no was it was it bad um there isn't anything that's uh, there isn't anything that's above mixed reception let's put it that way I don't I don't oh, like okay. using I, I don't like using scores I don't care what score X game got what, what yeah. Yeah, I don't care but general reception and feel it was saints row um the reboot um another game that was like you know when a game's scoring in the 50s you know there's a problem with the game and i can't remember what that game was and then the third game was like an mmo was it was it black desert uh, i can't remember black desert i remember the new saints row though <laughs> Yeah, and they they talk. Mm. You you know what their justification was bringing high quality games. To yes, the yes. <laughs> and, who knew? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, and look what just happened to the Saints Row developer, Volition. <laughs> um, oh, I feel damn. so bad about that. Oof, oof. That was rough. I mean, yeah. I mean, oof. oof. I mean, so I'm going to blame... Games in a row, so... So we're t- we're gonna blame uh, PlayStation when inevitably uh, Xbox the whatever you call it it's not Xbox Live now it's uh, Xbox or it's Game Pass Core <laughs> goes up from sixty dollars to what seventy nine yeah $80 so we can year. we can blame PlayStation for that because they're technically the ones that first rose the price. <laughs> I mean, from remember, that when, remember when Microsoft tried to raise it to one hundred and twenty? I, I mean, they did. But they went, they, they went back Sony's on it. Sony's not going back on 12 this. hours. <laughs> yeah, Sony's not going back on this. Uh, plus, no one... I didn't hear a peep. I didn't hear... You saw when the, the whole 120 thing happened. Oh my Everybody, god, everyone. PlayStation, screamed. Xbox, people that were neutral, whatever. Or, you know, don't really look like they're a fanboy on either side. Everybody trashed it. And, like, I think within 24 hours, they were like, oh, shit. That that oh, one was even it supposed was, to happen. It was, well, it was before the day ended. Dugging, <laughs> okay. yeah, exactly. Bad. I didn't hear anybody, like at, uh, at all. I didn't I, hear anybody. Saw... Whether it was even PlayStation, I didn't hear nobody. I saying. got retweeted by a bunch of hardcore PlayStation guys for what I was saying about it. Like, uh, if people know who like Jay Barry is. Jay Barry was retweeting me with with what I was saying with um with how bad it was mathematically. Yeah. And the the I I get I, there's that part you linked in the article I didn't happen to catch that of if they're using it to plan to bring more premium stuff to I guess they're probably seeing that they probably need to uh, you know spend some more and yeah. com- actually compete with Game Pass as you know hey if this Activision deal goes through and Call of Duty's going in their day one they kind of got to do something but um, you kind of want to do the opposite uh, and do what Xbox did. They were like, "Hey, we're <laughs> um, we didn't we didn't try we didn't do the increase on Game Pass until um, Starfield is about to come out. And now they're doing the increase. So, <laughs> but like, you want to give the stuff for a while and then like just eat some of that loss. Like, hey, look look how great of a deal this PS Plus is. Get people in it and then raise it because then they're like, well, it's such a good deal. It's kind of like what they did with PS Plus." Where they like, hey, jump on this. It's kind of a deal if you want it. And then, oh, we're gonna force you to use it, uh, use it for Xbox or not Xbox, but PS Plus like multiplayer. And a lot of them were like, well, I already have it now. So yeah, sure, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> so you gotta ease it in. You can't just like, hey, I know a lot of you guys aren't actually on that premium model or whatever, but hey, we're just gonna jump this up forty dollars, and not many people, not many of you are on the tier anyway. So got it. So do you want the exact quote? I can give you the exact quote. I found it. Um, it's we also wanted to let this was so by the way, this was announced at the tail end of their new uh of their monthly games post. Uh we also wanted to let you know that starting on September 6th, we will be increasing the price of PlayStation Plus 12 month subscriptions globally across all benefits. This price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high quality games and uh value added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription service. And they brought Saints Row, Black Desert, and Generation Zero. Generation Zero being a very poorly received video game. 
I've never, I didn't, I have never heard of it before this, this article. Sorry, which game is this? Generation Zero. Oh, I've actually heard a buddy of mine was talking about that game. I think it was in Game Pass, actually. Now that well, I think it, about it. it was, from what I saw, it was not a well-received game. Uh, like I, I, I don't have experience with it personally. I just remember he. I, I don't know. I, I've heard some people. I mean, maybe it wasn't reviewed great. Um, I'm just going the, again from the PS4 versions. The lowest version at 45 out of 100. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's like, not I don't great. Put a lot of stock in exact scores, but you know, you you put you put like a plus or minus 15 range on it, and I'll be like, yeah, okay, that's about where the game falls. A plus or minus 15 range on that is still awful. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, again, like the, that, yeah, those numbers kind of contradict, like, I don't know, like, what, what do you want me to say? Like, uh, the, the, like the scores sound terrible, but at the same time, um, I'm uh, like, I've heard some decent things. I mean, even, uh, Thimber in the chat, you know, not that bad, you know, generation zero is good I played it. It's on game pass. It's still, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, anyone else in the chat, if you've played it, let us know. Um, I mean, I'll download almost anything, so I might give it a go. Yeah, I'll I'll try it. Thimber, if you're saying that it's all right, I'll try it, and then I will, I'll I'll come back and re-render judgment. Yeah, because... I, I, I just what you know when I'm seeing it's that unfavorable online, I'm like, man, that is a bad game to put up when you're raising prices. <laughs> I mean, I do agree with you though, Crusader, that it's you know it, it, when they put this in the blog post and they're talking about you know oh. wanting to add you know uh bringing high quality games and then you list off those three it's not great not great it's not a good look um you know you could have at least had like you know one of your one or two of your big uh you know first party ip in there maybe they're a little bit older whatever but uh yeah yeah, they, they could have done a little better with the messaging there. And then, you know, putting at the bottom uh, the price hikes. I mean, I'm looking at these in Canadian. Oh, my gosh, they're terrible. Like, I'm so happy I'm stocked through the end of 2024. Like, I, I, like I'm still tempted because I know the, the price effect is effective, I think, September 6th. Um, so I'm kind of wondering if I should, like, eat it early now to do a, uh, even just the... Uh, essential subscription for 108 bucks canadian but like that it's still a big bump i don't know if i can justify it just for like some free games and, and I, multiplayer i do it for the cloud saves and i don't think i can physically i, I don't think i'm paying 80 dollars a year for cloud saves anymore which fucking sucks because you can't back up your ps5 games to thumb drives anymore mm-hmm. the the one thing that caught my eye about the quotes from uh from Sony is that they say to keep bringing quality games and that's the funny thing it would have been more interesting if they said to say hey give you spider-man 2 on day one and people be like yay no no basically i tell you you're going to charge you more for the exact stuff that we've been doing and that is not good ps plus is very well, compared to Game Pass, it's not good. And if you want to increase it, you should come with something more stronger than oh, keep bringing you the same stuff that you've been getting, but pay me more. Give me money. <laughs> so 
Sony, I feel, is being forced. I think they really don't want this service to exist. If they had their way, PS Plus wouldn't exist. But they have to maintain it because Xbox is doing it and Game Pass is killing. So they have to do it. And they're like, yeah, look, subscribers, I really don't want to do this. So if you want me, keep, if you want me to keep doing this, then you have to pay more. I think that's what Sony is doing. If they had their way, they would scrap all this and they would charge you your $17 when the game comes out and that's it. But they have to compete. So this is how, these are the signs or these are the symptoms of them not wanting to do it. Because it's going to take a toll on the uh, actual income. Maintaining these servers and these services is really, really tasking on the company. And I think I think this is the first step. And increments will come again. Because I know Sony doesn't like this, but they have to because of Microsoft. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's wild. They're even increasing that base tier where it's just the, like, it's not the, whatchamacallit. I can't believe they got rid of the PS Plus collection. You know that, like the twenty free games. Yes. At the base tier, like that's not even yeah. in there anymore. Like it's gotten weaker, not mm-hmm. stronger. Exactly. <laughs> they just don't want to do this. They hate it. But, so I'm they sure love their month. base tier. They love their base tier because it's making you pay for your internet. <laughs> um, they hate the the tier two and tier three, guaranteed. I, I, I mean, agree with you on extra and premium. They absolutely don't want to have those. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, but I think it's, it's good for consumers when it comes to Game Pass. They have to force Sony's hand to make it more uh, competitive and more affordable for people. I think it's good, but Sony doesn't want to, but I think eventually they will succumb to it. But it's just going to be very expensive. They have I mean, to add games. They want games to it. Like, I'm not trying to nitpick. I do understand, like, especially, you know, in the current climate, I understand, like, things get are getting a little more pricey right now because of, you know, inflation and different things. But, like, you know, Microsoft Xbox only increased a little bit, whereas these guys are, like, again, like an extra, what, 30 35% across yeah, the board? Holy wild. crap. Like... You know, I can eat into it a little bit, but come on. I'm not, again, I'm not even trying to sound cheap. It's just like, damn, guys, like, you know, <laughs> you know, gaming's not a cheap hobby. Um, you know, especially for multi-console owners. Um, you know, and we were a l- grumbling a little bit because of the Game Pass hikes, but uh, this, oof, oof. I know the PlayStation guys aren't very happy about this. Yeah, when I'm getting retweeted by PlayStation guys, and like I'm like one of the most like moderate Xbox guys, but when I when when and they still like they 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 don't like usually the the hardcore PlayStation guys won't engage with me. When they're retweeting me, you know something's wrong. <laughs> like you know something's really wrong. <laughs> yeah. See if I can yeah. find the breakdown from Derek real quick. He had percentages and everything. Yeah, sure, sure. We can go through that. But it's just wild. I mean, again, just as the Canadian here, guys, you know, 108 Canadian for the uh, essential, uh, 182 for the the extra, $216 pre- for the premium. Oof, 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 terrible. 
absolutely terrible. We're really, really getting it. On top of uh, the console increases as well. Man, we're really getting hit hard by them. Ay, ay, ay. What yeah, to do, guys? Essential was a 33%. Extra was 33%. Premium was 35%. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's that's USD. I don't know the, the conversion rates. I don't know. It might even be more in other in other uh, um, currencies. Um. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I have to agree with the guys in the chat too. Like, uh, for example, cerebral Paul. Hey, Paul, great to see you, bud. Uh, you know, thirty percent increase and still no day, no day and date. You know, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty big for a lot of people, right? You know, getting you know the the ga- the games going to the service day one, and you know, Sony's not doing that. Um, you know, what's the big draw, right? Like, like, you could have made Crusader grumble. Like, I would have just... If they had made... If they had announced PlayStation 3 native play with this, right? Native play for PS3 games. I would have grumbled and said whatever. I would have been irritated. It would have been the same level of irritation I had with the Game Pass price increase, which was still irritated. People remember on this show, I was not happy about that. I understood the 17% ratio to keep it with the the $60 to $70 games. I wasn't happy with any of that, but I would have grumbled. There's nothing. They did nothing. They had average games at best. We'll call them average because nothing on there is certifiably good, but we can can call this stuff average if if we want to, you know, even even the, the one that was critically not met. But they didn't do anything. Like there's there's no improvements. It, it's wild. I, I guess premiums getting 4K streaming, but like people, uh, it's proven that people don't really want the streaming of games to be anything but supplementary, and it, it's just not a draw for premium over extra. Like what is going on? It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, I I I, I can't believe cloud saves are locked behind this. It's awful. It's, 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 when I see this, I just it just reminds me. They're like, "Hey, I don't want to do this. If you want me to do it, you have to pay for it." That that is exactly the vibe I'm getting from this. Yeah, I think they should have just added maybe Spider-Man Day and Date to the people who maybe let's say in a hundred uh, in the hundred days after increase, those who buy it get Spider-Man Day One. I mean, I- something like that would have made it exceptionally good. I don't Just know that they want to risk the sales on Spider-Man. They could have done it with a... What's that game that's coming out this this fall that's not Spider-Man but that they're publishing? It looks like Starship Troopers, kind of. Um, it's the, the second g- one in its franchise. Oh. Oh. They showed I it know. off at that awful state of, or, or, or that awful showcase. Ah, oh, shoot. What is Does it, it start called? with, like, Hell something? Yeah, Hell Divers. Hell Divers. Yeah. They could throw Hell Divers on it. And it would be more justifiable, right? Because that's not going to kill their bottom line. Um, Star, I, I guarantee you they're expecting like 10, 15 million sales of Spider-Man straight up. And that would kill them even with this, this price increase. Because what, what, they're, what they're banking on here is that the increase in price is definitely going to drive away customers. That's why they're not reporting the numbers anymore. They announced that at their last... Um, uh, Investors report. Now we know why they're not going to report them because they're expecting to lose a bunch of subscribers. But 
as long as they don't lose a, a specific amount, I did the math earlier. I forget what amount they can lose, but still be net positive with the with this hike. As long as they don't lose that many people, they're they're still in the green. You know what I mean? Um, and it's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrible. So, Sony doesn't want to lose any money, man. Yeah. They want every single cent, and some people are going to pay though. It's yeah, not yeah. going to be as shocking as people think. A lot of people will still maintain their accounts because they just love Sony, and yeah, they will do it. They will. It's like an Apple users. They will definitely pay. Those okay. of us who are more, uh, more uh, caref- careful about money will, will stay back, but most people will do it. I see them going through. Well, I understand the you know preference. I mean, hey, if you love like you know the exclusives and that ecosystem, I, I I completely understand. But you know, as a multi-console owner myself, like that's where it's gonna hit more, and it just makes me like again, I can still play my games. It's just a matter of do I want to continue with this service, right? And it. For again, if I'm getting hit like 30, 35% more, I don't know. And and I'm not getting all that much, especially if the games are gonna be, well, not as of impressive or and so on. Yeah, I'm gonna be hesitant about signing up for another year, right? So and even sometimes you can find some of these games on Game Pass. Some of these games that you offer, sometimes some of them are still on Game Pass. So some people are going to drop it. Those who are all conscious of what their money will drop it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see some drop coming in the future. It, yeah. It, it, and then it, it just kind of makes me wonder, like, who's left here, right? Nintendo? <laughs> oh, God. It's raw corporate. See, like, Nintendo intrinsically increased the price of their thing because they added the expansion pass, right? But they oh, added yeah. something. At, the very, at, a very, at a minimum, they added something, right? You know what I mean? Like... I don't agree with that being an additional cost, but at least there was an additive thing. This is wild that how much this shit went up in cost for nothing. No, no, nothing being added at all. Yeah. And, you know, the thing, too, is like it wasn't a lot of uh, game news sites that were like really, really reporting this. Yeah, Like I thought they would have like really torn them to shreds. It was the actual PlayStation fan base that was like going after them. Yeah. Um. I so when did this article come out? This article came out like. Underneath some embargo like they hid this blog post underneath like an embargo of some kind i don't remember which one i don't think it was the starfield one because i think it was on the 31st um but like there there was other news things going on i actually expect this to be covered a little bit more this week um because friday the news the articles were starfield you know what i mean like there was there was no covering anything but starfield and then like volition getting shut down i mean like, did they release just this just for the fact that they thought that everything would be covered up by Starfield news? That's certainly... I don't know necessarily about exactly. the PlayStation blog one 100%. That is absolutely exactly. why Razer announced the Volition closure when they did. They're well, hoping Starfield to cover up the cracks when the day comes. Yeah, because they, they, they launched... Embracer announced that news 20 minutes after the Starfield uh, embargo broke. It was like 20 minutes. 
Oh, really? Yeah, no, that that they tried to bury the news that they were closing down Volition. Um which makes sense why they did it on a Friday. It's called a Friday night. Usually you would do it at night and it would be called a Friday night yeah. massacre because no one's going to report on it. That's right. Um and but they they just did it within an embargo so that like it would get drowned out by the uh um the 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 trends on the the trends online and the articles being written about Starfield. That that is transparent from Embracer. That that's why they did that. Um granted, you know, if I was to close a studio at Embracer, Volition would probably be one of the first ones. I love their games, but man, the last two over the, since 20, like if it was two games since 2017 and they were both not good. Oh, because Agents of Mayhem, they released yeah. in 2017 and it was not a good video game. Right. Like, I mean, I knew people who did enjoy it, but it just wasn't like it wasn't something that I was looking for. And I enjoyed the Saints game. So. And yeah. this one, this one was just odd. It was just so odd. I found. Um, I don't yep. know what they were trying to do with. It was just very like off-putting for me personally, and it was just a buggy, broken mess too when it came out. Yeah, Thimber's not wrong. Now, and again, I don't know if this was totally planned because I don't know that they would know that the 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 start that Imagine Dragons Starfield trailer was going to be coming out. Like, I don't know. Like, PlayStation would know that. Like as a company to plan their blog post, but the, the the blog post did come out right at the same time as the 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 Imagine Dragons thing, and that probably did cover it up a bit for for PlayStation as well. Um, because the media seems to love when companies team up with musical artists to do things. That was like an entire news cycle for um, Diablo Four when they had the the uh, Suga and Halsey. Um, song done for Diablo 4. I did not even realize, to be yeah. honest. Um, the, the song is called Lilith. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, they, they, then they did the Imagine Dragons song. Imagine Dragons released a, a new single for Starfield on Thursday. That's absolutely what was part, at least part of why the, the stuff was covered. I saw article after article for that. Okay, see, I didn't even realize that they did. I mean, I knew about the the live trailer. I didn't know that it was Imagine Dragons though. Well, th- there was the... there was a live action trailer, but then there was an Imagine Dragons trailer too. I you know, yeah, I didn't see it to be they honest. They went okay. heavy into the marketing for for Starfield this time, um, and that trailer got some hate because there are people who genuinely don't like Imagine Dragons. Um, I love Imagine Dragons. Their 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 music is very for like designed in a lab to be as attractive to people as possible and there's a there's a group of vocal people who don't like that style of music that's fine whatever um but that that's part of the reason why there were articles out about that and some people just don't like imagine dragons meanwhile i'm here with gene park you guys know gene park from the washington post yeah yeah Yeah. gene park was like this is awesome because he loves imagine dragons i'm like yeah gene is awesome (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, guys, just to kind of round this out, though, I mean, you know, again, nobody likes paying extra for, you know, all the uh, subscriptions. And uh, I don't see much of a benefit to what we're getting already, if anything. So it just seems like a little bit less. <laughs> um, you guys got anything else to add about the PlayStation price hike, guys, or that about it? 
Yes, no. All right. All right, guys. Um, okay, I think, guys, that about does it for this one. Um, really fun one talking, you know, just to the guys about Starfield and PlayStation Plus subscription hikes. Uh, never a dull time in the game world. Like, you know, I'll keep beating on that drum. Like, I know there's, you know, some lulls here and there, but as time goes on, like, there's always something to talk about. Always. Um, now, guys, I hope you all enjoyed our chat tonight. It's always, like, really great to have you here. Every single one of you. And I, I truly mean that. And if you enjoyed things tonight, then please hit the like button, sub to the channel if you're new here, or just keep forgetting if you stop by. And of course, hey, share this out, uh, share this sucker out. Uh, I really, you know, want to get more eyeballs on here for sure. And on that, you know, we'll move over to the outros. And uh, Michael, uh, thank you for coming on. It was like a, a pleasure having you here with us tonight. Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, uh, uh, youtube.com forward slash O-Theory. And on Instagram, uh, I said Instagram, or Twitter, now X, O-Theory underscore. All right, sounds good, brother. And uh, yeah, great takes tonight. Guys, check out his channel. He's been posting a lot of Starfield stuff uh, recently and uh, just a lot of interesting uh, thoughts. And uh, and yeah, just a cool channel overall. A pretty cool guy. Check him out. I mean, my man said Twitter before he said X, so you know he's legit. I just, <laughs> yeah. X, yeah. X Twitter, Twit X, whatever. <laughs> whatever, I just I just roll with it. I just roll with it. I love uh, Siri, because Siri will tell me when you guys message something in our chat, and it'll be like, from X. Oh, my God. <laughs> Instead of from Twitter. <laughs> like, from oh. X, what the... I hadn't even. I did not even realize that. That's interesting. I have to fool around with Siri. So they even got Siri saying X. So you know, yeah. All right. Well, X marks the spot. Uh, speaking of which, Shockley, buddy. Hey, some really good thoughts tonight. Loved your uh, opinions. Where can everybody follow you? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter. Easy or X, whatever, whatever that app is called. Uh, easy shock on Xbox Live. Um, and of course, I, I did a preload for Starfield, but apparently you had to probably like trigger it to do a different preload because I'm two hours waiting for this downloading. So, <laughs> but hopefully it'll hurry up. Um, but yeah, good show tonight. Thanks for our guests for stopping by and everybody have a good night. All right. Next up, the Crusader, the Dungeon Master, as I said earlier. Uh, where can everybody find you? What's so funny was I wasn't even in the campaign. <laughs> I know I just I was, called. Yeah, I was actually playing Starfield in the same room. I was like on you, the dungeon master, because it was in the basement. <laughs> That's all. Good. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter.com or whatever you want to call, whatever Elon wants it to be called today. Um, at a uh, Crusader three four five six. Same thing with Xbox and PlayStation. Feel free to hit me up anytime. I'm always around to chat. Um, great show tonight. Indeed, indeed. And hey guys, you know I'm Invader. You can find me on my YouTube channel at Invader Gaming. I should be having some content coming out very soon considering I just got a new PC. Also, find me on on X at Invader underscore 1986. Excellent show tonight. Enjoy the chat. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all here on the next one, catching up on whatever the news may be. 
Hey, Invader, Later, are we guys. Achievement guys? Achievement guys? I'm sorry? Are we getting some Starfield achievement guys? I don't know about Starfield. Uh, I think I might work on some other stuff personally, but uh, we'll see. We'll oh. see. We'll I'll, uh, I'll play around with some stuff. But yeah, guys, it was great having you here. Later.